Robert Nauer here for one more podcast. This will be episode 11 and a very short one. It's a topic that when I was a professor of contract management, I got asked rather often, mostly by contracting officers, but also by program managers and contract specialists. And it really does apply at all levels, federal, state, local, municipal, even nonprofit. And the question was this, do I need as a contracting specialist or contracting officer, personal liability insurance. And why would somebody ask that question, you say? Well, for the simple fact that, yes, you can be sued. It's not that easy, but yes, you can be sued. It depends on your status, depends on your situation, depends on what contract you're awarding or not awarding, the size and the value of the contract, whether it's worth it or not for somebody to sue you. But in the simplest of rules that I would go by and say, if you think that you could do something wrong or stupid, if you think that you could make a biased decision against somebody that could harm them, hurt them financially, and that is all possible in government contracts because you're awarding contracts which are based on money. It's highly improbable that a contract specialist who works for a contracting officer, meaning somebody who's warranted to sign on the dotted line, warranted to commit federal or state and local funds to a contract, it's highly unlikely that if you're just a contract administrator or contract specialist that you could be sued for some screw-up. But as a contract contracting officer, You can be because you are responsible for everything and everybody that works for you. And your failure to follow the rules, failure to follow fairness guidelines, fairness in negotiations, improper wording in contracts, decisions that you make all can possibly harm a contractor who would bite off a chunk of a contract to work on, and, and if something you did or said or denied resulted in harm to a vendor or a contractor, then I would say, yes, you can be sued, and thus you should need personal liability insurance against just exactly that. Some government agencies offer that to their employees. Some government agencies such as the federal government, will say, you don't need it because if you screw up and it was unintentional, don't worry, we'll stand behind you with our lawyers and we'll protect you. Well, my question would be, from what I know of working with the federal government for 32 years is, would you really trust your employer to protect you? Would you really, do you really believe that your federal employer would stand behind you 100% and and even though the decision that was made was correct by the contracting officer, the reality is it didn't harm, but the contractor brought a suit against the contracting officer and the agency decided not to stand decision to deny a contract award to a particular vendor. You're the contracting officer. You have multiple contract specialists that worked on the project for you, but you're the one that made the decision. Who's going to get sued? You are.
if you're taking money, bread, out of the mouths of hungry contractors, yes, they can get their lawyers and they can file a lawsuit against you if they can show that you did so arbitrarily and capriciously and your decision was unwarranted. Normally, you're going to go through a a protest process first, and they will file a protest. You can almost be assured of it. The losers always file protest. But let's just say that you really screw up and you do something really wrong, and you try to cover up the wrongdoing that you did to deny that contractor their rightful award. Well, in that particular case, uh, there's a lot of things that can happen. If it's really bad and really involves a lot of money, as a contracting officer, you could be terminated, and the contractor could sue you and the government agency you work for. The contractor could just sue you personally, uh, though they probably won't. They want to come after Mr. Big Pockets, which is the federal government agency. So that's one of the reasons it takes quite a long time to make contract awards is we go through tremendous efforts to make sure all our T's are crossed and our I's are dotted and everything was done correctly before we make a decision. And then we have our government lawyers look at the decision to award or not award, and hopefully they help us, which is typically why the government would stand behind you as a contracting officer. But just a case in point, let's just say that a particular contracting officer is sleeping with one of the enemy, sleeping with a person, male or female, who works for one of the competing contractors, and they know that you are sleeping with that contractor person, and you make an award that goes against a proper award. You award it instead to the person who that male or female is working for, instead of rightfully and correctly awarding it to the one that's going to protest because they're going to say that you were arbitrary, you were unfair, you had, your decision was tainted. Those are all ethical things that we have to guard against. We have to work diligently in the federal government to guard against those kinds of unethical behaviors. I call it sleeping with the enemy, but you know, sometimes sex and love happen. But nevertheless, the contracting officer should recuse themselves from such a situation and not even be involved. And their failure to disclose that relationship could result in a tainted contracting action, and thus a lawsuit. And yeah, they could sue you for house, home, and everything you own. So yeah, I would probably want to have personal liability insurance. But the better question to simply ask is, If you just do the correct thing, if you're always ethical, you always make decisions with the utmost integrity, well, then generally, and this is what I tell most people, if you do these things, you don't need personal liability insurance. But if you walk that jagged line of ethics and you really can't say that every decision you make and everything you do is perfect all the time, well, then, yeah, you might want to be one of those customers that needs to buy personal liability insurance. So most of the people, the takeaway is be ethical, be honest, do your job well. No, you don't need personal liability insurance. But if you were raised to skirt the law, skirt the rules, be that wild maverick, that nobody really wants to have on their contracting team, then yeah, you probably would need to have personal liability insurance. So anyway, that's Bob's advice to you. 
specialist decision you make, and you will never, ever need personal liability insurance. Now, in the real world of non-government contracting, I would say absolutely. If you work in non-government contracting, there are people out there that will just sue you to sue your ass. So, yeah, in that case, I would say you probably should have personal liability insurance. Uh, So the government's not going to sell it to you. Generally, they may offer it through a third party, but again, I never had to have it, and I made some pretty dicey, dicey decisions in my days as a contracting officer for millions of dollars. I even had, when I was at the Department of Labor, I had a CEO call me on the phone, and he was really, really pissed off that I had rejected his offer and, and, and discarded it in the process and I asked him and he was so angry he said I'll sue your ass if you uh, if I find out that you don't have the grounds to back this up and I said oh well I've got grounds and he goes well what are your grounds and I said well did you read what your person wrote and and turned in as a proposal and he goes well well, no I, I assume they're doing a good job and they and in other words, you didn't read the proposal that you signed off on? And he said, uh, sheepishly, no. And I said, well, maybe you should, because what your company submitted was the equivalent of what a two-year-old could submit. I, and I said, and frankly, I've seen better work from two-year-olds than what I got. So your proposal was automatically disqualified upon reading it. It was that piss poor. And I said, would you like me to, would you like me to send a copy of it with all our marks, red marks and annotations all over it? And he, his reply was, no, I guess next time I need to do a better job and make sure I read what they submit to me. And I said, yeah, that's usually how it works, bub. <laughs> so uh, personally, I wouldn't submit any more proposals to the Department of Labor until you get your shit together there, fella. But uh, in the meantime, and that's pretty much how I talk to a lot of CEOs. I said, get your shit together, learn how to do the job correctly, and do it really excellent, and then submit a proposal, and you'll have a better chance. But I said, if you keep submitting proposals the way you did to me, of course, you're going to be rejected. And I said, the, uh, but I'm happy to show you and explain step by step if you want to why your proposal was wholly inadequate. He goes, no, that won't, that won't be necessary. So bottom line is, if you are going to be in the business of submitting proposals, 